This week, Music Biz Weekly podcast, Stacy, formerly the CEO of Banzoogle, now the general manager of DistroKid, joins us and talks about DistroKid's acquisition of Banzoogle. Welcome to the Music Biz Weekly podcast, founded in 2011 and with over 500 weekly episodes, where Michael Brandvold and Jay Gilbert Two longtime music industry pros discuss the very latest trends, tools, and tactics that you Build need. a stunning band website in minutes with Banzoogle. Go to Banzoogle.com to start your free 30-day trial and use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly podcast. You got Mike, you got Jay. Stay tuned. This is a great episode. We're going to be joined in a few moments by Stacy from, she's now from DistroKid, but from Van Zoogle <laughs> as well. Yeah. And she's going to update us all about what's going on with uh, the DistroKid acquisition of Van Zoogle. But before we get into that, thank you to Bruce and everybody at HypeBot and Bands in Town for all you do to support us. And of course, to our sponsors, Banzoogle.com. Banzoogle makes it so easy to build a stunning website and EPK for your music in just minutes. All the features you need are already built in, including dozens of fully customizable design templates, tools to sell your music, merch, and tickets commission-free, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send newsletters, integrations with Bandcamp, SoundCloud, YouTube, Bands in Town, and many more so you can easily add content from your other online profiles, and of course, amazing live tech support from your musician-friendly team seven days a week. Plans at Banzoogle.com start at just $8.29 a month, and that includes hosting of your website and your own free custom domain name. Music Biz Weekly podcast listeners, head over to Banzoogle.com, sign up to try it for free, for 30 days, and when you register, make sure you use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY. That's all one word, MUSICBIZWEEKLY, and you'll get 15% off the first year of any subscription. That's Banzoogle.com, promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY. And, of course, thank you to our sponsor, DiscMakers.com. As we all know, in the past, vinyl has pretty much been a label product mainly because high prices, the tight supply, how long lead times might be. Um, it's kept many independent artists on the sidelines when it comes to vinyl. Yet artists definitely want vinyl. I mean, vinyl is probably one of the number one collectible items your fans want to buy. I've got shelves of vinyl here. Lots of new vinyl that I buy to support an artist, to collect but I never crack the shrink wrap on the vinyl. I never play the vinyl, but I do buy vinyl. And I think there's a lot of fans who do that. Um, but so many artists don't move forward and it's mainly because of the price of vinyl and the, and the turnaround times. You just don't know how many albums you're going to sell and you want to start with the smallest quantity possible to test the waters. And up until recently, a hundred vinyl records at disc makers might cost you Almost $2,000, $1,990 to press. That's a lot of money. And it compares quite unfavorably to the cost of just making 100 CDs, which can start at just 149 bucks at Disc Makers. So Disc Makers has decided to rip the Band-Aid off 
and they've relaunched their entry-level vinyl strategy with an offer of 100 vinyl albums for just $1,299. They really want to bring back the vinyl market to the DIY artists, and they believe they are the company that can do it, and they can execute, and they can scale this. So head over to discmakers.com, place an order for 100 vinyl records for $1,290. Jay? We got a good what one. What can we say? We got a good one this we week. We got a good this one. Is, Former is st- CEO of Banzoogle, right? Who's now, it's it's weird because this is a new transition. So I have to now remember, now Stacy Bedford is the GM of DistroKid. Yeah. And, and Stacy's going to talk to us about the acquisition and she's brutally honest her 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 her, her priorities and what was important to her yeah and her message to all of the artists out there who use banzoogle now that you've heard this news what does she want to tell you let this roll and we'll see you at the end subscribe on youtube follow and rate us on spotify Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate Today we are joined by the general manager of DistroKid. I love saying that. Stacy Bedford, our uh, longtime friend and colleague. Stacy, thank you for uh, coming back on and talking to us today. It's an honor. Oh, it's all my pleasure. And uh, we, we were just talking uh, a few minutes ago about the fact that this is uh, kind of a full circle moment for me because seven years ago you're my first podcast after becoming CEO at Banzoogle. So this is a nice, a nice interview to come to. <laughs> well, thank you. Tell us about that. I mean, gosh, Banzoogle, we could talk for hours about Banzoogle. You know, not only am I the you know hair club president, but I'm also a member. You know, like I built so many sites with Banzoogle. You know, you've been so supportive of our podcast for so long. We talk to Dave Cool regularly. We love your team. And, you know, when you talk about a company that's built by musicians, you know, for musicians and you call people and it's like, oh, they're not here this week. They're out on tour. It's like, it's, it's really true. But before we kind of get into the distro kid thing, you know, talk a little bit about, for those that don't know, uh, give a, a, a brief little uh, description of what Banzoogle's all about. It's funny because I've done like quite a few speaking engagements over the last seven years. And I always have trouble with the sales pitch because Benzoogle is just like not a salesy company. And I almost have to read like our elevator pitch right before Please. to remember what it was. But yeah, Benzoogle started as a website builder about almost 20 years ago. We're about to have our 20th birthday. Wow. Um, but today it's evolved into an all-in-one platform for artists online. Um, we, we provide a metric ton of tools. So over the years, we've built commission-free e-commerce tools. You could build a store for physical products, digital download sales, um, tip jars, uh, donations, live and virtual ticket sales. And we have a very robust uh, subscription feature. And those are all 100% commission-free. So everything goes directly to the artist. Um, We don't even touch those transactions Uh, We also provide fan engagement tools like a mailing list, call to action, integrations with all of the relevant popular today social media platforms, uh, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, uh, YouTube, Bands in Town, uh, Crowdcast, Twitch, Vimeo, and the websites that we produce are all fully responsive, so they'll adapt to screen sizes on desktop, mobile, tablet perfectly. Um, They're all fully customizable. And our original motto was so easy your drummer can do it. So we, we have artists <laughs> or drummers. From all walks of life. Like we have oh like Oh my god, nice, that's great. 
Yeah, it's it's very easy to use our tools. You don't need to know a lick of code or design to be able to build beautiful websites with us. <laughs> so, amazing. I mean, obviously the 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 big news is how Banzoogle was was recently acquired by DistroKid. And I think for most people that kind of came out of left field. I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. Um, and it was a bit of a, I think it was a bit of like, oh, wow. I mean, and and what you mentioned, Banzoogle is approaching 20 years. I mean, Banzoogle is, you know, one of those those music tools that have just been there forever, basically. Forever. Yeah. Yes. So, so. Talk, talk to us. I mean, what what brought this new, you know, Banzoogle meet DistroKid? What brought that together? Why why at this point in time was that something you were interested in pursuing? Well, I will say that um, over the last twenty years, and quite often, regularly, Banzoogle gets um, acquisition offer got off. Like it was a, it was not a rare thing for us to have acquisition offers and interest and people sniffing around. It was so much to the point where I had to like have this canned response in a note document on my desktop that I would wow. just copy and paste, like very yeah. polite. Thank you. Like it's very flattering. We're just, we're in this very unique situation, especially in this economy where, uh, you know, cash is king and people don't really, or they're not looking for, um, <laughs> you know, to invest in, especially tech companies. But um, I think it speaks to the fact that Ben Zugel has been uh, like not only um, providing a ton of value to artists for the last 20 years that we got <laughs> a lot of attention back in January when we uh, we we let everyone know that we had $100 million in commission pre-sales. Yeah. Um, so I think that that got a lot of attention <laughs> from people, like maybe a lot more than we're even used to. Um, ben Zugel is like, I, I always say to know us is to love us. Like maybe you haven't heard about us because we're competing against like Wix and Squarespace and generic big box website builders. Sure. But when you do try us, you never leave because it's just a perfect home for artists. So, yeah. and I say that with no ego, it's just the fact of the matter. Like the it average is. It's true. artist. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a user and I can attest to that. One of the things Mike and I like to look at the numbers and, and I, we were talking about, you know, you see these numbers every week, like there's a hundred thousand tracks uploaded every week, you know, on average or every day to the digital service providers. But if you look into those numbers, you know, Glenn Peoples at Billboard reported that it's really, if you're looking at the DSPs like Apple Music and Spotify, it's about 60,000 and growing. But if you include SoundCloud and YouTube, it's double that. But here's the, the thing I wanted to run by you is of all of that, only 4% of that is from the majors. So you've got a lot of people creating music today and DistroKid is a beast. I don't know what the exact number is. There was a number I read in an article, this must've been like a year or more ago, where it was well over a third of the music that was uploaded um, every week it goes through DistroKid. And I'm not asking you for any proprietary numbers or anything. I'm just <laughs> saying that there's a ton of music that's being uploaded and, and goes through DistroKid. How do you sort of find, you know, the cream of the crop, you know, of, of what's going on there because you can't, you know, you can't even read the pitches for everything that comes through there. How do you sort of sort through that? 
It's quite overwhelming. And Jay, I did a, I think I did a panel with you a couple of years ago and you always say like, you have to be where the party is. Like yes. you might, yeah. So you might not want to spend all of your resources and your time there as an artist, but you definitely have to have a foot in that door. Um, and like, you can avoid <laughs> like streaming services is something that like, regardless of like your opinion on the matter or like the revenues that come in, like you have to have a presence there. It's just so omnipresent and it's growing. And, um, yeah, I think I heard last that, uh, DistroKid is responsible for 40% of all the music put on, wow. um, streaming services. So it's That's just amazing. incredible. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's such a success story too, because Philip Kaplan built this business and he, he like, I don't want to talk too much about DistroKid specifically because I'm very much still in the Ben Zugel camp mm -hmm. of this mega, mega company. But it's like, uh, like he disrupted the entire industry by providing like this fixed fee accessible model to artists. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, like those that culture and those intentions and just to do the most for artists at the lowest price for them possible was really in line with how Ben Zugel thinks of artists and what we do for artists. And at the same time, when we sent out those <laughs> that information about Ben Zugel's commission free sales, they're like, we want to do more of this for those artists who, you know, need like need more tools under their belt. And yeah. at a certain point, it becomes like a question of do we build it or do we buy it, which is always a question for Ben Zugel, because sure. we're very much in the build it ourselves camp. Um, because, you know, I think because we're all artists ourselves, we understand specifically how each genre is even going to use it. Like we're, we're not just a niche market, but we're in niche, niche, niche. Like if you're, uh, for example, like a beat maker or hip hop artist or a record label, like how would you use these specific tools? So there's a lot of consideration and thought that goes into all of the things that we do. So I think that DistroKid just kind of looked at it and was like, well, Ben Zugel has this 20 year track record of making good decisions. Yeah. Like we could decide if we want to enter this space to, you know, build it ourselves, but that might take some time because they've been doing this over 20 years. And when I met with Phil Bauer and Philip, it was like, we didn't even talk about work for the first hour. Like we just hit it off so well. And it was like, it felt like I was speaking to people that I had been friends with for a long time. Um, so yeah. it was the first time <laughs> in the last, I would say 15 years where I was like, maybe I don't want to, maybe I don't want to open that, that notepad on my desktop and just give them the canned, like, like this is the end of the conversation. Um, and you know, things progressed over the year from there. So I think I answered your last question in this. No, one. it's great. No, that's absolutely great. <laughs> when, when, when you, when you look at what the marriage of district kid and band Zugel can, can provide, what are you seeing? What 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 are you what what excites you about that? Because you know you talked about well, do we build you know on from both sides? Do you build it yourself or you do go find somebody who does it? Because you know I've always sort of felt like the last hurdle of what Banzoogle doesn't have is music distribution. But then why would you want to potentially build yet another platform that competes against? Everybody else that's already out there that's done it, looking at it from the other side, DistroKid might be sitting there going, who's got the greatest suite of artist tools? You know, do we go out and build Banzoogle on our own or do we find the best one out there? I mean, is that what really intrigued you about this was 
it was a, a an incredible opportunity to pair up two complementary services that excel at what they do. I'm going to be completely honest. It was part that, but um, when I met with Philip Kaplan, I just felt like sparks were going off in my brain. And like, I was just like, could you imagine if we were collaborating and like what that's going to result in for artists? And uh, I had met them. I, I went down to New York City and I met them in person because for me, like the most important thing, um, to be honest, was to honor the Banzigal team as a whole. Um, and the first question that like people asked when I started talking to staff about it was like, are you going to stick around? And I was like, are you going to stick around? Like this was both <laughs> sides, like important to all of us. Like the average staff has been at Benzigal for seven years. Wow. Like I'm working with people who have been there for 20 years, you know, like it's just when, when people join, like even on the team, they don't leave. Um, so the biggest concern was, is the Benzigal staying together? <laughs> like is the band? Oh, I love together? that. Yeah. Yeah. And the answer was Yes. So I would say like, there was like, uh, I don't want to say conditions, but it was a no brainer on both sides that like, if this were to happen, like this is how it was going to happen. And both sides really understood that that was really important to maintain like the value of what we bring to the artist community on both sides. So I would say like, just the circumstances around um, this happening, like <laughs> mainly honoring the team that is like yeah. created Banzigal and stuck with Banzigal uh, would would continue to be run as it is and with the same people. And, you know, usually when there's like an acquisition and Jay, I'm sure you experience this too. Like the first year is hell for everybody. It's yeah. like redundancies yeah. and it's a nightmare, mm -hmm. but everybody is so happy. <laughs> and like whenever wow. our like team members get together, it's just like this explosion of like, oh my God, the things we can do now. Um, which is not something that you experience when meeting up with a big company usually. No, never. And I'm so happy to hear you say that because selfishly, when I heard the news, I'm like, oh shit. Now, what about, <laughs> what about Dave cool? Right. Because yeah. uh, I've become friends with Dave, you know, over the years and, you know, we get together when we're in the same cities and break bread. And just like you, when you were talking about meeting with them, we'll talk about, music for an hour before we talk about anything business related. Right. And my fear was like, Oh my gosh, they're going to shake up this team that we've come to work with. And, you know, I'm, I'm so happy to hear you say that, you know, you're going to keep the band Zoogle together. Yeah, absolutely. And like when, when I met with um, Phil Bauer and Philip Kaplan, uh, like it was, it was so interesting because when Philip was describing like the work, place culture at DistroKid, he could have replaced the word DistroKid with Banzoogle. Like just the, like the, on the surface, like we're both fully remote teams. Uh, we both really put staff before anything else. Like he, he has said to me at least four times since I met him that like work is not supposed to ruin anybody's day. And that's like their mantra there. So wow. Yeah. It's just like, it's just a perfect fit. We lead in a very similar way. Um, and I think that we're going to have some really positive impact on like the operation side. And I always get into like the nerdy side of things, but at the heart of it, <laughs> I'm a music tech person. Like I'm a, I'm a technologist and um, yeah. So I think, uh, I think this is just really going to be result in like good things for artists in the years to come. Stacy, yeah. you know, you talked about your concern for the Banzoogle team moving forward through this. 
But let me just let me just ask you bluntly. So you've got musicians, artists out there. What will you what would you say to those artists who are like, well, do I need to start thinking about looking at Wix or Squarespace? What's do I have to be concerned that my entire artist world in Banzoogle might be disrupted out of the blue by an announcement from DistroKid? I mean, what would you say to the musicians who use your platform to court sort of comfort and alleviate their fears and concerns? Yeah, so the mandate in this whole um, acquisition was that Bandigal would continue to run as a separate arm of DistroKid. So there's no intention at all to change Bandigal as a product. It's They're just going to complement each other. And um, I don't know, we, like when we, when we let members know that this was happening, I would say that it was a resounding positive reaction. Um, and, um, you know, like we do have customers who will go like our customers stay, I think for on average four years. So during that time, like there's like the life cycle of the artist, like my band breaks up, it gets back together. They come back, they'll <laughs> create side projects. And during that time, like we always have artists that are like, maybe I should try something different. And we like, when you look at the data, the, the percentage of people that come back to Benzigal after they try that they go out in the wild, it's like almost, it's, it's like almost 90%. So I'm yeah. not that concerned about it. And like on, on the side of like how this matters to artists going forward, the mandate is really just to continue letting Benzigal do what Benzigal does best. Um, so I, I don't have many concerns and I hope that helps alleviate some of the stress. That's that's great to hear. And one of the things that you mentioned, and and I love this about you, is that you you love data. We're we're data freaks too. And I, one of the things I would love to find out from you is, and and I know you know this by looking at the data, the behavior of what people use a website for has evolved and changed. And I know when I talk to artists, managers about what should be on that website, um, it is it's really important, you know, that you have a way that somebody can contact you, for example, right? Because there, there may be a festival or a sync license or something. So that's got to be super easy. They want to know if you've got new music out and if there's any tour dates and, you know, is there merch for sale? Well, whatever those things are, can you sort of rank um, across these, because it's specialized. It's not like Wix and Squarespace that might be doing plants or something. This is music primarily. What do people go to a website typically? What are those things that they're looking for? I would say that um, like we have some really great guides that are publicly available on our blog about like what like the, the basics of like the components of an artist website and what you should include there. Um, and we make sure that all of those tools are available through Benzigal's control panel and easy to use. But uh, absolutely, um, you know, like your homepage as an artist should always include some sort of call to action. So that is like what what do you want visitors to do when they land on your page? Is it going to be to build your mailing list? And I call that like the soft sell. It's like the long game. This is about building out relationships and, um, you know, like over time teaching your fans uh, what you want their, your, uh, their per perception of you to be. Um, and then there's like the hard sell, which is like buy my limited edition album or vinyl or something like that. So you always want to have, like, you always want to direct 
visitors to your website about like the action that you want them to take and be intentional about that. That can change over time. Um, I think that mailing lists, um, <laughs> it's one of those things where like artists are like, oh, like nobody sends emails anymore. Like this is, and it's like, this is like your bread and butter. This is how you own your contact list. So I wanted to put a bit of time explaining why that's still important. Um, you know, like red rates are still really high across the board and that's like a really good indicator. And also you grow and maintain and own that list over time, you know, social media platforms will come and go and then you have to rebuild your followers, but mailing lists will be something that you can own forever. Yeah. So those are two things. Make sure that you know what you want out of your visitors and you're building yeah. those relationships over time. And in terms of content, you're just going to want to make sure that it's like a really clean design. Um, you're not overwhelming with too much information on your homepage, but you make sure that you have um, content available that you would expect your, your visitors to be looking for. That might be your show dates. It might be like an online store to be able to monetize those relationships like if you're not asking for it, they're not going to give it to you. Um, and um, yeah, like always make sure that you have some sort of sample of the work that you do and maybe even uh, like past shows or uh, press releases that have gone out about your music. Um, this The yeah. whole point of it is that, you know, you're you're constantly updating your your um, content on your website with fresh information so that people will want to come back and, and read more. Yeah. Stacy, I know it's very early in the in the after the announcement here of, of DistroKid and Banzulo, but and you've talked about how you you see both companies complementing each other, and that's something I've also seen. I I've also felt about this. What do you what would you hope or like to see happen from for Banzoogle from the DistroKid side? Meaning I mean, it seems obvious to me. Let's just let me just put it out there. It seems obvious to me. Let's as a Banzoogle website, let's just give you now the one click music distribution service that we've now integrated with. I mean, is that sort of a vision <laughs> moving forward of what you want to see happen with this? Because, you know, you guys you guys are big in adding those integrations that make it very easy for artists. Yeah. So is that a is that a complimentary service that is at the front of everybody's mind of like yeah that that's the obvious next step. I think there's some obvious next steps and on our side I think that we're just being careful that anything that we decide is going to serve our members well. So um like right now it's still early days I think it's only been about a month. Um, and we're very much focused on like starting with a strong foundation and making sure that our teams are integrated in a very sen sensible way. And the thing that I've loved so far is that even at that foundational level, it's been very collaborative because when acquisitions happen, there could be like strong egos and like, oh, mm -hmm. like we know how to do things better. And there's been our programmers are better than your programmers. Exactly. Which is a nightmare, you know, like as a like a company head, like oh, that's like. Yeah. Anyways, I would say that it's been like extremely friendly and everybody is just really excited to be in this position to learn from each other, which is really interesting because, you know, even if your intentions are good, it could go either way. But in practice, it's been fantastic. And like some of it's just really interesting to have like this partnership where you can fully trust that the other person has your back and the best intentions with the information that you're going to share. So yeah, I think 
like we both have ideas about how this is going to move forward with some sort of integration, but we're being very careful about how to start that. And like, if anything, you're going to see like us gathering feedback from our members as Benzugal has always done before we make decisions. And it's still a little bit too early to figure out how that's going to happen. Yeah. Selfishly, I, the first thing I thought of when I, when I read this was, oh my gosh, how cool would that be to have one dashboard that had all of the the best of Banzoogle and the best of DistroKid? Um, there's so many different things you can do and may do, but I guess just the opportunity there and the possibilities are pretty exciting. The exciting part for me too is the more that I learn about DistroKid and I don't know everything yet, like we're not even at the point where we've given each other like full on product demos because we're just interested in like making sure that everything stays comfortable for our customers and that we're communicating well and all of that. But, um, you know, like the cool thing for me is that Banzoogle builds a ton of tools and has a ton of tools and DistroKid has a ton of tools and there's hardly any overlap which is crazy because we've all decided to work on kind of different things that we've prioritized and become best in class at those tools. Um, so <laughs> like even on the product side, there's not really going to be any redundancies. It's uh it's going to be a very complete offering. Yeah. It, it, that, that, that's, that's what excited me about the announcement was like, okay, this isn't something where it's like, overlapping products and which product yeah. remains right this is basically two unique products in the same industry that actually are quite supportive of each other if built out and moved forward in the right way yeah. um yeah it, it it it's 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 not like banzoogle already had their own built-in music distribution service where then you're like oh how do we manage this now it's yeah and it's not and it's not like DistroKid has their own website development tool exactly like they even added distrovid in the last year which allows you to add videos to like um like uh, spotify and i I, I'm trying to remember title and be, I'm, I'm not a great, uh, like, <laughs> no, I'm not a great resource yeah. of information for DistroKid yet, but <laughs> they're, uh, they have like, um, Mixio, which is like an AI mastering tool that they, you know, they just started, like, they just have like this new plan that they've added a la carte, which is great for artists who, you know, have specific songs that they want to master right in there. And we don't do any of that. Um, so it's really interesting that they touched on all these other things that really complement the DSP world so well. And Banzoogle has really stayed out of it. Yeah. Well, Stacy, I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your busy day, number one, to join us. I love that it's come full circle. You know that uh, Michael and I are huge fans and uh, evangelists. I'm excited <laughs> to see, you know, I would love to have you back on later to kind of see where this is going. But um, I'm so excited for you and your team. Thank you so much. And it's always yes. really nice to speak with you both. All right. Con and again, congrat congratulations, Stacey. I mean, this is this is pretty big news, exciting news for you. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Stacey. Jay, I, I, I got to tell you, I am excited about where DistroKid and Banzoogle can yeah. go. The opportunity, yeah. you and I have talked about this extensively over the past few weeks and the opportunities are just incredible for yeah. both both companies 
Yeah. And something we talked about, which is really important is this isn't like a record company merging with another record company. Right. And there's all there's sorts huge of huge redundancy, tons yeah. of redundancies, right? What this is, is very complementary in so many different ways. Um, and it serves that indie community, which is our community. And it's this huge community and it just makes it so much easier for artists today to not only build a beautiful website, but to get their music out globally and then to give them all of the tools they need to monetize it. Uh, I think there's some really good opportunities here. Yeah. I mean, you know, for, for the indie musicians tuning in and listening, I, I don't panic is what I would first say. Yeah. Just don't, don't panic. Don't think this is the end of your Banzuga website that you need to move everything within the next week. Don't panic. Don't buy into what, I mean, I mean, the news is out there. We've seen that Epic Games sold Bandcamp to Song Trader. And then there's been articles over the last couple of days about, well, who's getting laid off and how come people weren't notified. Right. Don't buy into all of that as, well, that's the same thing that's going to happen over here. No. Two totally different things, right? 100%. Very, very, very different. Um, you know, just... As, as we always say, you just got to watch what's going on. Pay attention yeah. to what's going on, but don't don't make don't knee-jerk panic. reactions. Yeah. No, yeah, no, no, no knee-jerk reactions of like, oh, my God, I got to rebuild my website by Friday and get everything right. moved over. And, and then on the other uh, side, if you're going through TuneCore, CD Baby, STEM, some, somebody else that's not DistroKid, it doesn't mean that you need to do anything. Move. Yeah, just take a deep breath. Let's let's see how this evolves. I'm pretty excited to see. I, I I am too. And again, there's a lot of there's a lot that these companies bring to the table that complement each other. There's there's it, you know, as we talked about, it's not two companies that build websites. It's not two companies that distribute music. They're both in the music industry, but they have unique offerings that that are very well suited for each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be exciting um, to see how this evolves. Very cool. Yeah, definitely. So before we wrap, just a real quick shout out and thank you to Bruce and everybody at HypeBot and Bands in Town. And, and of course, to our sponsors. Thank you to <laughs> Banzoogle.com and DiscMakers.com for all you've done to support us. Yeah, It's uh, greatly appreciated. appreciated. And, um, you know, we're going to keep everybody abreast of how this develops between Banzoogle and DistroKid. Absolutely. That's it, everybody. We'll see you next Industry week. Professionals listen to the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. If you have a product or service and would like to reach this audience, get in touch with Michael or Jay to discuss sponsorship this opportunities. For Music Biz Weekly, provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.